Welcome to today's episode from the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. Today's episode is proudly sponsored and supported by FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals. Welcome to the show, Rachel Young, the unfocused brain. Rachel talks openly about refocusing, rewiring and redefining yourself controlling the noise in the brain through movement and creating mind space. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Disruptive, distracting, inattentive, scruffy, disorganized, the less said the better, brain like popcorn, disruptive, inattentive, always late, disorganized, Those were some of the things that I was told when I was younger and those were the labels that were put on me kind of on my old school reports. And looking back, those were some of the things that I'd actually almost wear. Um, I would use those labels and I would use those past experiences as things that I would slip back into. They were my comfy pair of slippers that I would use as almost an excuse not to progress not to be the best version of me. I would use those labels as almost like the onesie that I would wear and put on. I used to think that that was who I was. I used to think that you couldn't change. I used to think that that was my identity. You get what you're given and life is all mapped out for you and you wear that identity and almost just knuckle down and get on with it. That's what I used to believe. But I now believe that things can be incredibly different. I've taken a long, hard look at myself in the mirror, which was facilitated by the start of lockdown. I had no option but to listen to myself, to look at myself and make some serious choices about how I I progressed and where I was going to go with my life. I want to share that with you. I want to share that with you because I truly believe I was put on this planet to get people moving, to get people moving both physically and mentally. And it's my intention that by sharing my story of how I've progressed, the changes I've made, it will help others. But before I share that, let me tell you a little bit about myself so you understand my experiences and my character. Um, I've had over 30 years in the fitness industry, 30 years in the fitness industry where I've worked on a global level, a national level, a regional level, I've run clubs, but I started as a a group X instructor, started all those years ago teaching class. So my focus has always been on people. So you're only as good as the experience that you deliver to the people. This is important to kind of understand that my story and some of my values and where I come from. The challenges that you had in clubland, in operations or in sales, I truly believe came back, came back down to just a couple of problems. You can't keep your staff. You can't keep your members. You can't sell enough memberships. And for me, the solution to that is you're not delivering a good enough experience. You're not giving a, a good enough experience to the members when they come in the door. You're not giving a good enough experience to your team, to your staff, to make them want to work with you and be part of your business. Now, I am the epitome of a fitness person, a typical fitness person. I am yellow. I am people focused. I am fun loving, uh, always asking why, wanting to make a difference, wanting to implement some fun, wanting everywhere to be the happiest place on earth. Um, 
And I've also got ADHD traits. So if you throw in all of that energy of a, um, a yellow person, add on my ADHD traits, add on the fact that I am really quite innately driven to make the world a better place and this brain that's like popcorn, you've got a potential time bomb. So throughout my life, I was always incredibly successful in terms of my career journey and in terms of my leadership and in terms of the feedback that people would give me. But there was something innate in me that would always revert back to the almost self-sabotage of you don't deserve to be in that position. You're not good enough. Whoa, you're overstepping the line. The label doesn't say you can do that. There was always something pulling me back. Um, what I've come to realize is that one thing was me and a total lack of understanding of me, um, my kind of erratic behaviors, some of the way I had really held on to my, my beliefs and the labels that were given me and there was only one person that was responsible in this and that was me so this potential time bomb um, with a, a smattering of ADHD as I said and you need to understand a little bit about ADHD and the characteristics or the traits is you know we are chaotic uh, have addictive personalities and can be incredibly easily distracted we have very high highs and very low lows there's nothing in between uh, we tend to work on two time scales which are either now or not now we have two speeds four million miles an hour or nothing pure procrastination I think one of the best explanations or sentences that I read about it is it's like having a Ferrari engine with bicycle brakes so there's a massive lack of, of control and we, like I said, we're very easily distracted. If you try to flip that on its head and look at the fast-paced world that we live in, in society today, it is incredibly fast-paced. It's filled with distractions of emails, of incoming notifications, of subscriptions, of your boss on your phone, your mum on your phone. Everybody is living at this fast-paced world. So I truly believe that some of the, the skills or actions or steps that I've implemented to help myself understand me can have an incredible impact on everybody in everybody, everyday life. It will have an impact on you becoming better leaders and better professionals and getting a better understanding of the people that work with you and work alongside you. So throughout my journey, done, like I said, I'd done incredibly well, but there was only one thing holding back then, that was me. I always felt that I didn't deserve to be as successful as I was. I wasn't worthy of the accolades that people would give me. There were two very, very different things going on. There was the perception externally of how people would talk about me and, and you know, the terms they use about me. And then there was the reality of actually what was going on internally inside of my head. So during um, lockdown, it was an incredible shock for me. It was a very challenging time for everybody. It's a terrible situation. But lockdown, lockdown made the extroverts stop. Lockdown made me look in. Lockdown made me take a long, good, hard look in the mirror 
and think about what I saw. Was that what I wanted to see? Why were there so many anomalies in what people were saying and what I felt and what people believed I could do and what I believed I could do? So I took a long, hard look at myself and I was actually scared going out into lockdown. I was scared of looking in. I was scared of facing my demons. I was scared of making of making the change because to be honest you know it's way easier to slip back into the you know the onesie of labels I'd never be good enough that's all right that's what I was told you don't have to make an effort just stick to stick to what you've done and what you've been told it's very easy to run your life addicted to hopium hoping that things will be better it's very easy to be patient it's very easy to bide your time it's very easy to listen and be influenced to other people so my fear over lockdown, I was taking this long, hard look at myself and I was going to make some changes because I, I just thought I've got to jump out of this comfort zone. I have to see what's on the other side and let's look at Rachel. I kept my habits. I kept my disciplines of getting up and working out in the mornings. So working out and the fitness industry has always been a massive part of my life. I love to train and I love to train almost to... Uh, on a personal level to, to extreme sports so I would like skiing I'd like crossfit I'd like uh, obstacle course races road biking and looking back and getting an understanding of maybe my kind of my mental noise my mental brain chatter those types of sports that I'd align myself to with the thrill of the chase they were the exciting things and those were the sports that you absolutely had to concentrate 100% on because if not you would hit that tree when you were skiing or you would drop that barbell on your head. So I can see looking back that those sports that I would align myself with would help to stop the incessant brain chatter that would go on in my head, in my ADHD ridden minds. And they say the average person has over 36,000 thoughts a day. You, you double that. And I'm going to go to the, the thoughts and the distractions and the noise and the brain chatter that's going on in, in an unfocused mind. And those distractions come into everybody's mind. The brain chatter comes into everybody's head. The negative beliefs come into everybody's mind. But you can, and I've shown this through my lockdown learnings, you can change that to make a dramatic difference on yourself. So I kept my habits, I was working out and I decided I was going to focus on what would make me a better leader, would be better understanding of myself and I focused on improving my emotional intelligence. So I threw myself into everything that I could find related to emotional intelligence and personal growth, development and every podcast. Now, Having the attention span of a gnat, that was pretty difficult because I wanted to, once you start Googling training courses or books to read on a certain topic, you can fall down a rabbit hole. So that was the first place where I had to learn or became really aware of my distraction. There was nothing else going on. I'd been put into furlough and furlough made the world a, a whole lot worse or better for me. A whole lot worse because... 
I have nobody to talk to in terms of my working environment. I thrive off the fitness industry. I thrive off the energy of my customers and my clients and my members. It took, took lockdown to a whole new level. Threw myself into my learning and totally decided that the best way to do this was to write it all down. <laughs> so copious notes and piles of paper, I wrote down why I wanted to be a better person. I wrote down my goals of during lockdown and I set out to work on nothing but myself. I'd always found it really difficult to learn. So a big chunk of what we I decided to com commit to do was all about learning. And over the years, I'd read hundreds of books, hundreds of books and podcasts and always uh, almost played on reflection, almost played lip service to them because I wasn't really listening or, or reading. I used to you know, say that I found it very difficult to read because I was so easily distracted. And people would say to me, oh, we've well, got to get better than that. You've got to read. You've got to learn how to read better. Well, actually, no, you don't. You have to find a better way to improve that skill. So I threw myself into the right type of content to feed my brain. And I did it through almost a, the same way I work out. I did it through a hit style of what I would now refer to as brain training. And my hit style of brain, tra brain training is high intensity, short burst interval training. And it's absolutely worked for me. Not only can I <laughs> can I focus, I can um, I can learn, I can repeat it, I can feed it back. And I really feel that there's been an incredible amount of, of, of growth through implementing my brain training that way. I've also found that I changed my working out style. So there was only me, my garage, my MyZone belt and my app. So I threw myself into zone matches and realized that by focusing on getting my mental state into a certain zone so my heart rate and controlling my heart rate at a certain zone i was able to slow my brain down slow my breathing down and actually really be able to add super sharp focus to my learning which has been it's quite incredible what i found i'm capable of and what we are all capable of if we just focus on it we focus on slowing down the noise in the brain, slowing down and controlling any of the distractions. So when I looked at emotional intelligence, um, one of the key things was creating some brain space. You know, you've got self-awareness, self-regulation, your motivation, empathy and your social skills. Many all come under the umbrella of emotional intelligence and I actually thought I was pretty good at those and then I stopped and I had a good hard look in the mirror I didn't like what I see and I decided to start to meditate and that if I can give one tip has been a really big impact on my ability to create some space in my mind to be able to choose my thoughts to be able to act in the present moment and make informed decisions because I could have implemented all of these changes and written everything down but without creating mind space and without creating some mindfulness I wouldn't have been able to sustain this so I strongly recommend some 
some meditation. So every day from this, from, you know, 110 days of lockdown, all throughout furlough, every single day, I have been relentless about my daily habits, which I call daily rituals, because I think habits for me have a very uh, negative connotation to them. I've always had been told I had bad habits or stop doing this. It's a bad habit. Uh, habit conjures up the a negative image. So I, I flipped it on its head and I created a positive image. So ritual is something that I will do every single day. So I created my 10 rituals and things that I focus on every single day and went to work on myself relentlessly. So every single day when I wake up, I wake up at 5.47, well, my alarm goes off at 5.47 and I won't get out of my bed until two minutes later because I'm grateful. I spend my first minute, well there or thereabouts, being grateful for everything that I've got in the world, being grateful for the opportunities I've had, for what I've learned, for the people around me and actually for the labels that had been put on me because they've helped shape me and I'll come on to that a little bit later. I'm, I'm grateful. I visualize my day, I set it up and I actually see what is going to happen, any calls that I've got, and I walk myself through it. I see it in colour. I never used to do this. I refer back to my get up, I have a great big glass of water and I do my workout and I do my brain training. And my brain training is focused on learning and it's my personal development. It's normally 45 minutes where I will either go for a run, but I've plugged my headphones in and I am listening. That steady state work helps me utilize that time and ingrain what I'm learning. I'll have gone for my run, I get back, and there's probably two hours of my day gone, an hour and a half, two hours of the day, and I haven't looked at my telephone. I will not turn on my social media. I am taming technology. Taming technology has been a big thing. There are so many distractions. So to tame technology, I will not look at it first thing in the morning. I will, I've turned off all of my notifications on random stuff, unless it's things that I am interested in or need to know at that time. And I've sorted out all my apps into folders on my phone so that I know that when I have got social media time, I choose to go into that folder. I choose to open that apps and I'm controlling that. That's really helped on top of the meditation to create additional mind space. So we've tamed technology, we've worked out, we've done the brain training. I revisit my goals. I have a look, look at them uh, that are written down. And I check what I'm doing. Are the three things that I've got written down to do today really going to help me get to where I want to be? And look, let me be clear on this. These goals are, it's not a box ticking exercise. I've written down goals all of my life. I would write them down in big letters because you're told to, you need to write them down. And I was really focused on them for probably uh, 24 hours and then they would go in the drawer. And then you may have been a little bit interested in them throughout January and then they go away. Now I have them in front of me, they're written down, they are of a purpose, they are of a value to me, they are driven by my why to make the world a better place, to make a difference, to get people moving, both physically and mentally, and for me to show up every single day and be authentic in sharing my story and my industry experiences and my personal experiences to make the world 
a better place and to make the difference, a difference in others. I've revisited my goals, I write down my top three and then I set to work on myself. Every single day you write down your daily habits and your daily disciplines, your focus points and stick to them. And what I've learned through lockdown is people would say to me, because I, I, when I started, I, I made myself little videos to hold myself accountable because, to be blatantly honest, I didn't think I was going to make it. I wasn't going to make it as in, yeah, I'd get through it, but I was probably going to fall headfirst into Netflix or stop learning or just get distracted and caught up in the negativity that was going on in the in the media. I didn't think I was going to make it. So to hold myself accountable and be really transparent, I just made videos. So I made my first video, started to post it. It was just authentic Rachel, initially called my sweaty ramblings because they were normally after I worked out, because after I work out, I have incredible clarity of thinking. Um, I have no idea how to explain that. The noise has stopped, but I am able to really have good clarity of thinking. So started the videos to make myself accountable. And as time went on, people in my kind of network would reach out to me and said, thank you so much for sharing that. And I shared a lot. I've just shared everything. What's the point? It's life. These, this is my journey. I shared about my beliefs. I shared the negative labels that I had worn. And I shared how I've learnt and developed and been able to almost look the enemy straight in the eye. Now, I was always searching for reasons. I was always searching. Everyone says you've got to find your why. God, I looked for, for 48 years. I tried to find my why. I travelled, I looked for other people, everyone was saying how simple it was, why couldn't I work it out, why couldn't I not find this, why? And then the noise stopped and I had to look in and there it is. Everything that you need in life and everything you need to be a better person, everything you need to grow, everything you need to push yourself to understand your biggest competition your biggest threat your biggest fear is all inside of you so you've got to look in before you look out to help other people you have to be authentic with yourself before you can be authentic in in your teams or you could be authentic with your families or be authentic in the workplace because people smell it people will rumble you and suss you out and it's actually you, you're not congruent as I shared in my journey the perception of what people thought of me and the reality of what I actually thought and what was going on internally were you know chalk and cheese they were a million miles apart it actually took me to some really bad places um, with the ADHD you suffer incredible highs but also really low lows I was always able to put on a brave face and people used to, because I was taught that, you put up a stiff upper lip, you know, carry on, manage life by the ostrich technique and uh, just grin and bear it. And actually being the comedian, the fun loving person, the yellow character, the 
you know, people, the person that people would say, God, you're so inspiring, you really motivate me. Actually, there was a lot of darkness inside of me. There were a lot of challenging experiences in my life that people would say to me, wow, you've handled that really well. And I, I didn't have the backbone at that time to say, I'm not really coping very well with this. Can you help me? So mental health is something that I've spoken quite openly about during this journey in my videos. And people have reached out and thanked me for my authenticity. It is okay not to be okay. It is so important that we as leaders and everybody's a leader, irrespective of rank, in my opinion, we as leaders take responsibility for our own mental health. Are we fit for purpose? And we actually take responsibility and help and support the people around us, not just by saying it's okay not to be okay, but by actually listening to them, to actually listen to what people say, hearing what they say and helping them get to where they want to be and helping them be okay. You know, life is to be enjoyed, not endured. What I've learned through this journey is we are capable of incredible things. I'm coming out of lockdown and through this time, people have said to me, you've taken the time and oh, you've used this time and made incredible change. And yeah, they're right to a certain extent. But what I've done is I've looked in and I've just taken massive action because these changes, you don't need 97 days to make these changes. It takes a heartbeat to make some different decisions to say no more. This stops now. It takes a heartbeat to start to Im implement rituals, as I would call them, or daily habits just to make them part of your DNA, to look at yourself to create some mind space, to take massive action and to implement change. So you can choose to change in a heartbeat. So what I realized was all these things that I used to do, all the reading that I used to dip in and out of, all of the things that I would put off and go, oh, yeah, I must do that training course. I should do that. I put it off because I said I didn't have the time. That's absolute rubbish. When anyone says to me they don't have the time, we all have the same amount of time. I didn't value it enough. So when someone says they don't have the time for something, they're just choosing not to. They don't value it. It's not important to them. So I'm not criticizing them for that, but it's how we choose to spend our time. 24 hours a day, how do we choose to spend that time? What do we choose to focus on? What do we choose to tell ourselves? What beliefs do we choose to hang on to? Or can we look at them differently and change our perspective on them? I've learned that my motivation, I've always been very motivated, very positive and also always driven. But I realized that my motivation and my self-talk actually came from a negative place. My motivation would be, You've, you've got to keep going. Everyone told you you're a failure. You'll never be good enough. No, no wonder you feel like quitting. I sadly lost my dad and my brother um, a very short period of time before, before they both died. And I would, 
when I'm in a challenge situation, I used to go, your brother would love to be rowing. Your brother would love to be running this extra mile. You'd do it for him. He'd be biting his own arm off to be doing this. Don't quit. That's rubbish. That was such a negative mindset, a, a negative hook to put on my motivation. My brother would be laughing his ass off that I was getting my carcass out of bed to train. So you have to look at where your motivation comes from. So, yeah, I still get inspired by my dad and my brother, but not with a negative hook on it. We tell ourselves incredibly bizarre stories. We all, you know, can experience um, similar experiences or similar situations, but we put totally different meanings on them. I never thought I would be capable of learning and retaining. I've done over oh, 200 hours of podcasts, books, accredited training courses, NLP practitioner courses, LinkedIn courses, motivation, presenting, sales training, business development, emotional intelligence, all during this time. And I've chosen to change my mindset that I am capable of developing this muscle that is my brain you know my that same amount of effort I put into my physical training I'll put into my mental training one bicep curl does not make us guns yeah one book that just doesn't quite go in one done one book doesn't make a a strong brain it has to be relentless focused disciplined and controlled learning and this is who i am right now this is who i am and who i chose to be and choose to be moving forward so yes i've done all of those learnings and made my videos and i've grown during that time but what i've really learned is i've learned who i am i've learned what i'm worth I know my beliefs and I know that I am capable of great things. I'm just your average Joe. I've said this before and I've said this on the journey through my sweaty ramblings or through my videos, which have now evolved into something that I've I've launched as Are You Supercharged? So Are You Supercharged to me is... It, it, it means two things. It means, are you running at four million miles an hour? I need some help to slow down or some support, some support and direction. If so, I, I, can, I, Rachel Young, can help you or guide you or show you how to do this by sharing my experiences. Are you supercharged? And you look at that question, you answer it, no, but I really would like to be. Then you too can learn from my learnings. So I've done things that I never thought I'd do. I've put all of these ramblings um, and all of my learnings through this journey into a website it's in a one-stop shop I've ch launched are you supercharged as a Facebook group or Facebook page Instagram page and just different stories of my life and my experience of just the stuff that happens that will help to shape and develop you through my experience to be better leaders and better people I've said it before that you know life is to be enjoyed and not endured and i was enduring it and i was living on hopium hoping that things would be better there are so many stories 
in my website. There are so many stories of my life lessons of um, addiction, of bad habits, of associating with bad people, of negative beliefs, struggling with mental health, um, depression, anxiety. So many stories that I will share and have shared throughout my journey. But I think what's what's really clear is that, you know, I will never be the same person again. I will never be that lost, negative, um, almost self-sabotaging person because I now believe I am worthy of more. I now know that I was put on this planet to make a difference and to get people moving both physically and mentally. I now know that by sharing my stories and my experiences with authenticity, not towing the corporate line, but being truly transparent and authentic, can and will have a dramatic impact on the lives of others around me. I want to help them and I want to help you share with your people by sharing to help you and your people to grow, develop, be inspired, to live life to the best it can. We have choices to make and we need to choose wisely. We need to choose how we spend our time, who we hang out with, what we listen to. It's been an absolute privilege for me to be able to share my stories. It's been an absolute eye-opener, the way people have opened up to me and connected with me and shared their struggles and thanked me for being brave enough to open up. And I'm ferociously committed that this is who I am, authentic, transparent, and sharing my journey. I'm Rachel Young, and I'm here to make a difference.